Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah for a special Wizards emergency podcast. Micah, I usually start off every podcast by saying, how are you doing? But I know exactly how you're doing because I know we're feeling the exact same way right now. Ernie Grunfeld has been fired. The Washington Wizards have finally, after 16 years, relieved him of his duty. He hadn't done anything major for uh, the Wizards. They did not make any Easter Conference Finals in that time. So I want to start off, Micah, by you just explaining what this tenure of Ernie Grunfeld has meant to you and where do you think the Wizards are going? Yeah, so let's just backtrack to 2003. Uh, The Wizards in a bad spot uh post mj the fallout you know he didn't he retired but didn't get his spot back as president of basketball operations so hey we're looking for a new guy and bring in ernie initially things aren't as bad as they seem now uh he makes some decent moves he gets rid of Kwame brown gets gilbert arenas antoine jameson you know good trades trading guys like jerry stackhouse who we don't need anymore getting crown butler stuff like that but outside of you know in that and to be frank, that, that core was built kind of from MJ, and he kind of lingered on to Ernie. Um, the Eddie, Jordan, Eddie Jordan signing was good early on, but we started to get the early, uh, later years, I should say, and it's just like, you know, we, we really collapsed on a lot of moves. Like from 2008 to 2011 or 10, when we drafted John Wall, we're probably the worst franchise, the most laughable franchise in America, like all sports. So it's really a situation where he picked up something good and – from there on, it's just been downhill. Uh, you know, you can maybe praise him for making a good few selections here and there. Draft-wise, John Wall, Bradley Beal, uh, Otto before we gross, oh, gross, excuse me, grossly overpaid him. So, I mean, stuff like that. He he had his moments, and he knew how to get us out of a bad or terrible situation, but he was never a guy that could, That he usually put us into. Yeah, but, you know, he's the guy in Columbus, so it's mess, but he was never a guy that could, like, really get us to excel on the court with, like, you know, good moves and everything. It was more self-willed. So I just think that this move should have happened maybe a decade ago, which is, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were crying for it. I was crying for it all throughout high school, but I'm pretty sure vets in the Wizards, uh, you know, like Wizards blog game were probably one of the, after the arenas thing blew up in 2010, they were like, all right, well, let's just restart everything. So nine years later, I'm happy. Ted finally got the balls to do it, and it's just a good day, honestly. Yeah, I was uh, I was in class when I got the notification that uh, Ernie was relieved of his duties. I couldn't believe it, but I thought Ted was never going to go ahead and we we're just going to see Ernie for the rest of our lives, basically. But for Ernie Grunfeld, I think I've, I've been very down on him, but I also want to give him credit. He did survive 16 years, and those 16 years, yes, they had down moments, but they also had really good moments. Like you said, with his drafting ability, he's been able to make some quality picks. Yes, when you have the number one pick and John Wall is coming out, you can't really miss on that. But Bradley Beal, I'm not going to lie, I didn't, I didn't know much about Bradley Beal. I didn't know if he was a, going to be a great player turning into the NBA All-Star that he is today. Yes, they had a top three pick, or top five pick, I believe, but they took the chance on Bradley Beal and he was able to perform. Otto Porter, not a great draft class that year. Giannis was in that draft class. Nobody really knew what Giannis was going to be. He gets Otto Porter, who is, I believe, a good rotational player, and he's when he's of value, he's a great player. His contract recently, yeah, like without said, that contract, up. it's he's a good player it, and it's a good draft. He's a good player. player. Yep. So I'll go with there. And even last year, I thought Troy Brown was a wasn't a great pick, a uh, great piece to pick up. But it looks like Scott Brooks was the reason why 
we weren't seeing Troy Brown because ever since Wizards have been eliminated from the playoffs, Troy Brown has gotten a lot more playing time, and he's been averaging about 18 to 20 points. So drafting-wise, I think that Ernie was, was, pretty, was pretty good there. With Oh, I, I didn't even mention Kelly yeah, Oubre. Kelly. Kelly Oubre, a good defensive player. We, there was no way we were going we to be able to pay him this year. So that makes a lot of sense on why exactly he was moved to the Phoenix Suns. But drafting-wise, I really appreciate what Ernie was able to do for this organization. But then it comes to everything else that with Ernie. Trades, he didn't know how to do it. Free agents, he didn't know how to he didn't know how to sign free agents. It it you just like didn't it's just so many things that you were confused about. Jan Mahimi, who doesn't even play a minute, is getting tw- over twelve million dollars on this team. Yeah, it's, it's things bad. like that that are confusing. I, I don't know if you remember Michael uh Micah, but what was it? Uh, Andrew Nicholson? Oh, I remember that got that he signed to an outrageous deal and he played only what 15 20 games for uh only 15 20 games for the Washington Wizards and he's had multiple questioning like multiple signs there that were just like what exactly Man, is he doing I at just one sticks out on my mind bro we traded the fifth pick in Steph Curry's draft for Mike Miller and Randy Foy and they both spent like, one season and they were gone that literally like right that- there that's when he should have <laughs> got fired that's what I'm saying this should have happened a decade ago because how did you make a move like that you basically sell your future for two aging stars and try to rebuild a situation that's not even, you know, Antoine Jameson was gone. Like, this is the time where Karan Bella was on his last legs. He was out the door. All you had from that big three was Gilbert Arenas, and he's still trying to push this thing. So, honestly, I feel like learning from mistakes. I feel like Ted saw this, and we're kind of in the same situation we were 10 years ago. We have one maybe definite star, a good cast of guys, but outside of that is nothing and you know we can't really keep forcing things like this so i'm glad that the move was made but yeah it's just his 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 bad really is overweight the good in a lot of things but he has done some good so it's not to go overstated yeah he's he's done some good but i think there's a reason why everybody was celebrating today that ernie was gone um you talked about it with the all-star piece that we have now so that's where i want to transition next in this podcast with John Wall being potentially out maybe all next season or at least the all-star break at the latest. And then from there going with Bradley Beal as your superstar. And besides that, you don't really have uh, you don't really have too much stability within the team. Sadoransky is going to be gone. Uh, he, well, we have we don't have him signed long term. Same thing with Thomas Bryant. You're expecting those players to come back. Uh, Jabari Parker uh, could be out of the door. We have Bobby Portis coming back next year. Dwight Howard has a player option. A reason draft green, also veterans. So, the new GM that is going to be coming in, is he going to want to go and rebuild this team by trading away maybe some key pieces, maybe trading away Bradley Bill for some young uh, prospects and young players and picks? Or is he going to go immediately into win now mode and try to build a team around Bradley Bill and John Wall when he's able to come back? That with John Wall and Bradley Bill, we do have the base for, let's say, if you want to take the, let's say the Ted route in this case. The Ted route would be, all right, let's go for the gusto. Let's try to somehow make a makeshift, a makeshift team to win a championship. Let's go get guys like Austin Rivers or, you know, just other pieces that might complement uh, these guys who are clearly our stars. But I think the best way to go for the new GM, it would have to be, like, not fully through the trade route and not, I mean, excuse me, the drafting route and not to, uh, fully like a, a rebuild phase. But I think – I don't know how to – I don't know 
like the middle of the pack thing we got going. Like, <laughs> I, it's 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 difficult, and that's that's why that's why I'm bringing up the question because we could really go two routes. Bradley Beal is not he's not getting younger. His deal is his deal is going, and he's on his way where he's trying to become uh, a young superstar and really establish himself as one of the best players in the league. So. I would feel bad that we go ahead and we say, okay, let's trade Bradley Beal. Like, that would suck as a Wizards fan to see somebody that you're seeing grow into this all-star now, and now that he's starting to reach his peak, we can no longer use him. And then on top of that, we have now uh, John Wall being hurt and nobody else signed. So you could go ahead and be like, well, if the superstar player that is hurt, I can go ahead and get some young picks in a draft that is stacked like this one and maybe find myself getting two of those top 10 picks for uh, Bradley Bill since the Wizards are already going to be in the top 10 there. So I, it's very confusing on where exactly the Wizards should go. I think I'm leaning towards more win now mode because John Wall, when he's healthy, is mm-hmm. an all-star. Bradley Beal, when he's healthy, he is a definite all-star. And all this NBA. year showed that he can stay all-NBA. And this year showed he's going to be 13 all-NBA, I believe. And he's been healthy this year. So you have that, those two players. You have... Um, Sadoransky, who I believe will be back. You have Thomas Bryant, a young center who is developed amazingly this year. Uh, Bobby Portis will be back. Dwight Howard will be back. So with that and a top 10 pick, potentially maybe a top five pick with the new lottery rules, the Wizards could find themselves in a position where at all-star break, you have John Wall, Bradley Beal, you have whatever rookie you, rookie you decide to uh, draft. You have Troy Brown. You have Bobby Portis, Thomas Bryant. And potentially, if you want to go ahead and restructure Jabari Parker's deal, Jabari Parker. That's a team that I believe is a oh, playoff team. And honestly, I don't think if John Wall doesn't go down, we get a 60. But that also means Ernie's probably still here. So, it's a give or take. You know, and just harken back on this thing where we're the middle of the pack because he kind of put us in this hole. We made a lot of moves. I mean, our core is gone. The Nene, Gortat, Markeith Moore's days are clearly gone. I mean, the Otto Porter. Like, really, we have a brand-new team, and we've seen a lot of times where this has gone the wrong way, like, very wrong way. I think even this year with the Lakers, we saw all the wrong moves get made over the last calendar year where they were kind of trying to do the same thing, get out this lower-to-middle pack kind of thing, and it's just, it just didn't work out. So I'm I'm happy Ernie made the moves he did because he put us in a good situation, but it's also like this is not his time. With this new team, let's see what somebody else can do. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm very excited for that. For me personally, for this new GM route, I want us to go with somebody that's been in a winning organization. I want I've seen names for uh, assistant GMs at the Warriors and the Rockets. I don't really know too much about the GM search and what exactly is going to make a good GM. I have seen this about Chauncey Billups and stuff, and I mean media guys. Media I love guys Chauncey. Like, you have to really get the right guy. Mayock worked and for the Raiders, just you know, talk about NFL real quick. That works, but it doesn't always work. He's but but he he's different as a media guy. He's a media guy that grew up in the media. He's a draft analyst that knows how to evaluate talent. Chauncey Billups, we've seen it what happens where like you have former players go ahead and like former star players try to evaluate Jason talent. Kidd. Magic Johnson. It has not worked. Jason Kidd, it has not worked. Elton Brand, so far so good. Getting Tobias Harris, getting like that's that's been a that's been a good one. But besides James that, Jones like, is I think the Prez operate uh, basketball operations for the Suns right now. I love James yeah, Jones. Yeah, so 
he he better do something with Booker or he he's gonna lose that and get fired. Yeah, so I, I don't really know what's I'm not really too happy about maybe getting a media personality. I love to get somebody that's just been grinding with the Warriors, the Rockets, one of those one of those mm-hmm. great teams out there, and he knows how to build a great team, has learned from greats. I mean, even from even there's if there's an assistant GM from the Celtic, we've seen what uh Danny Age has been able to do there and turn that team into Somewhere where if they lose Kyrie this they're offseason, still yeah. they're still going to be they're still going to be they're going to be fine. They're going to be a playoff contender. They they have a top ten pick this year, and they're making them playoffs potentially the Eastern Conference Finals. So with that, it's just try to get somebody in that realm and let's move on from this Ernie Grunfeld experiment. But with that being said, we're done with we're done with more Ernie stuff and let's move to straight Wizards because we had our last State of the Wizards podcast and we said we thought the Wizards could make the playoffs. At that point, they were only three games behind. And right after that podcast, they lost five games straight. So oh, do you think? Do you think? Wait, before we even start this, do you think yeah. Scott Brooks is the coach next year? I think this is a play. It's either it's either they one by one they let Scott Brooks finish the year because you're not going to get a interim coach for what? How many games we got left? Like under ten? Yeah, like under five. ten games, five games. You let him finish the year and you move on, you know, a nice little under the radar way, or do you stick with Scott Brooks next year? I'm moving on. If I'm a new GM, I yeah. want I want everything. I want if I'm bringing in a new GM, I want my GM to pick his coach, get their staff, and just a new presence in the Wizards like Wizards mm-hmm. locker room. Just everything is brand new. And I think Scott Brooks allowed John Wall to get away with too many things. I think a lot of people have lost respect for him. I've been saying this. I was looking at my old tweets. I actually, sent it in our group chat. Our old tweets from. Uh, back in 2016, when we were clamoring for Mark Jackson to be the head coach of the Washington Wizards, that still Absolutely. stands for me. I love, I love Mark Jackson. I love what he was able to do with the Warriors, where he took them from non-contenders to making it into the playoffs, and then Steve Kerr took them to that next step at the championship level. I think the Warriors would have won a championship with Mark Jackson if they had another year. But I would love to see Mark Jackson there. And if I'm a new GM, I don't want to keep a coach that I didn't recruit here. So for me, I'm. I'm kicking Scott Brooks yeah, I out the agree, door. 100%. Um, I definitely think we kind of the parallels like what happened in OKC with his release, you know, them bringing Billy Donovan. It's kind of the same thing. I don't think the stars really heart or they really take in what Scott Brooks is doing. Now, he's a good player coach kind of guy, but I don't necessarily think he is the type of guy that connects with some of the headier stars. Like we see it kind of John Wall and Russ, they're both antagonists in, in and KD and, and Bill kind of the uh, the more laid-back kind of star and probably the more deadly star on the court. But it's just like when you have those, those alpha male kind of guys on the team, I don't know if, especially at point guard, I don't know if Scott Brooks is the guy that really translates for him, him being a, a former point guard and stuff like that. So I just don't think he was the right fit. I think he's a good coach. I just don't think that he's the right fit for the Wizards anymore. I mean, I, I don't even know if he's that good of a coach. He's always got stars. He can't. He walked had, into two he had, good situations. He had KD, Russ, Harden. and Harden on the on the same team, and I mean they made it to the finals, but they didn't win anything. I mean, we've seen it now. Troy Brown, he should have been. Oh, he yes. should been playing from the from the and beginning actually, of the year. Now I think about it, he has bad management of young talent. Like I don't think he really gets it because Uber. Well, first of all, I think it's yeah. He's it, ex- it took way too long for Uber to become a six man slash starter. Like it, it took way too long, especially because. Order, Otto Porter wasn't killing the game at the time. I mean, let's be real. He had a good season, but dude, he there's no reason Otto should be playing 35 minutes and Uber only play 10. Like, there's just there's no reason. So, 
hey, I, I definitely think there's a lot of room for young talent to grow on this team, and I, hopefully the next guy really just gets that right. Yeah, uh, I, I hope so, too. Uh, I, I'm excited to see where the Wizards franchise is going to go from here, and that's where the question is going to next, Micah. Um, with now the Ernie era done, we've had the Gilbert Arena situation. We've, Like you said, we've been a joke for the past couple of years. Um, do you think that a changing of the GM is going to go ahead and change the culture of this franchise? Do you see us being maybe a potential Easter Conference Finals team, maybe NBA Finals team with a new GM and a new regime coming in into D.C.? I definitely think if the GM sets the tone for what this team is looking for, I definitely think they could. But what setting the tone means is not just what the team has to do. It's off-the-court types of things. We've become a basketball city, like a legit team that players, I mean, excuse me, that fans want to see. Now in D.C., it's a little different. The later rivals, the Metro. Game starts at 7. Most fans get there at 7.30. I'm a witness. I've been to so many Wizards games. I've seen it. I get it. But when the team's playing good, the fans always back them. Now it's all about backing the management top to bottom. If Ted instills, well, if Ted and whoever they bring in instills this kind of, okay, we're going to become this, I don't know how to describe this edge, just a swagger about them. Like, the Wizards have always just been the team it just lacks that, like, oh, uh, even yeah. I feel like they always have yeah, fake swagger. It's like it's like, like just manufactured, but it should be real, and that's the thing that just separates them from other teams. Like the Jazz, I mean, you can say what you want about the Jazz. They play with a ton of swag on the court, which is why they can beat teams. Like at the end of the day, they know if they play they, their brand of basketball, they're going to win. The Wizards don't do that. There's a lot of games where it's just like the Wizards drop, and it's just like, well, you were right there. But if you believed you were actually going to win, you probably would have won. So that's what I want to see, honestly. If we're going to go the regime change way, you got to change everything about the culture. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think it's going to be a full makeover. I'm excited for it. I, I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting for Ernie to be gone just because we've seen so many situations where he needed to – he should have been gone, and they just kept bringing him back. And we've seen it with the, our Redskins team, too, Bruce Allen. He's been there forever, and it just seems like no matter what happens there that he's going to keep staying. So it's exciting to see that, well, now Ted isn't playing. And Ted is the only person in D.C. that has won uh, as an owner. He's Shit. the only owner that has won a championship in D.C. since, what, 77? Yeah, with um, with um the bullets back then and winning with the caps last year. So you know that he wants to see his caps and his wizards go ahead and succeed. The caps are in a great place right now. The caps number one in the metropolitan uh, division. They're going to be a top seed again. They're going to potentially be uh, back to the Stanley cup championship. They beat the Tampa Bay lightning two, three nights ago. Now uh, supposedly the best team in the Easter conference and they destroyed them. So we know that there's a serious possibility that, we're going to see uh, Ted say, you know what? I see my Caps team doing well. I want to focus now on my Wizards team and really put efforts into there to make us a really top contending team. But before we end this podcast, Micah, do you have any last-minute thoughts on where you see, what you see the uh, Wizards doing? Who, if you had the choice to, because I don't think we're in that really one to three range. We have a good chance now with the draft lottery with right now a 8% chance of getting the number one pick. But with that four, five, six, seven spot, who would you like to see the Wizards take as, uh, as that, for that player? Um, you know, I, I, that's kind of hard for me to say because instantly 
you know, me being the crazy kind of just person I am, I instantly think Zion. Now, that's just me saying, you know, a name like that. Hey, it's an 8% hey, chance. It's, it's it's real. It's a real chance. It's better than what it was in the past. Now, looking at it a little more, um, we have we have Jerk Culliver from Texas Yeah, I'm looking Tech. at uh, Mark Trout now. We have DeAndre Hunter. We have uh, Ryu Hachimura from Gonzaga. Cam Reddish can maybe fall a little bit because he's hey, not right he now, had a great I'm tournament. looking at a mock draft right now, and apparently, I'm just going to say this. This half is getting Nas Little for a small forward spot. This, oh, from UNC? Uh, UNC? I could, I, I mean, I guess I could see it. Maybe, um, you know, Cam Reddish comes to mind. I, I just... I don't, yeah, I don't see us going to RJ, right? He'd probably be top three anyway for some strange Yeah, he's some top strange three. reason. Uh, another, that's, you know, for another day. For, that's for another pod. That's, another, that's for, for another, another day. Uh, maybe a guy like Heldon Johnson, Kentucky. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of ways we can go. I just – I don't know if we can afford trading him. I know that for a fact. So, whatever we do, we got to pick somebody. And hopefully compliment the team, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, I – I've been looking at throughout this uh, throughout this NCAA tournament, especially just for draft prospects for the Wizards and where I could see them excelling. I love Jerk Culver out of Texas Tech. I think defensively he's amazing. He didn't have a great offensive game uh, their last game, but he he can also score the ball too. Nasir Little from UNC, he's okay. He's very raw though. He's not great offensively, but he, he is pretty good uh, defensively. Ryo Hachimura from Gonzaga. I've watched him since the first um, – the first time I watched him was against that Duke game, and he just dominated that whole game. So there's a lot of places that they can go. It's amazing that we have a deep draft and we have – it seems like whenever the best players are coming out, we have – we always end up being one of the worst teams. John Wall comes to mind where we weren't even supposed to really get that number one pick, but somehow we started getting the number one pick. So 8% chance of Zion. If that happens, this is a totally different podcast mm-hmm. in the next couple of months because we're talking about can, can the Wizards go to the NBA Finals getting a player like that? To the big three is back. The, <laughs> coming into the franchise. So it's going to be very, very exciting to see what happens with the Wizards here. But this was our emergency Wizards pod for Mike and for Micah. We'll see you back next week and tune in tomorrow for a very special premiere of our new podcast joining the legendary sports network but again for mike for micah we'll see you next week peace